news, my friends, my fellow fathers, yeah, my dear listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by Kindle. Great spellers come from great readers, and that is why Kindle is the proud presenting sponsor of this Thursday's 2016 Scripps National Spelling Bee. Uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday, that's today. <laughs> a single-purpose Kindle e-reader holds thousands of books, ensuring young readers always have a book with them. Features like WordWise support comprehension and vocabulary development, while Kindle Free Time Awards achievement badges for reading... Oh, God. Features like WordWise support comprehension and vocabulary development, which I need, while Kindle Free Time awards achievement badges for reaching reading milestones. To learn more about the ways Kindle inspires a child's emerging love of reading, visit Amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids and make sure to tune into the Scripps National Spelling Bee tonight. Presented by Kindle, Thursday, June 1st at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Look for me in the audience because Lauren and I are heading out first thing in the morning to D.C. to watch the Spelling Bee in person. And I love the Spelling Bee. Uh, I'm John Moltz and I'm Spelling Bee Curious. Hmm, I'm Lex Friedman. You know me. <laughs> I do. I really do. You, yeah. I don't know that I can really go anywhere here, guys, uh, except for just to say welcome to turning this cafe around. Oh, God. <laughs> None of the listeners are going to know who you are. I don't want to talk sure. about Earth stuff. Yeah, well. Speaking of spelling, Ever. I just I had to, yeah. For the next four years. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. We're, yeah. Well, here's, I, I, I have a story Inside for you Inside joke. Mm-hmm. I, uh, earlier this week, my, my darling wife, you all know her, you all love her, she <laughs> was volunteering at the school. And so my job was to get Liam off the bus. Now, Sierra was staying late. It was color run at school where the kids all run in white Ooh. shirts and the parents throw paint on them or colored cornstarch. I don't know. Colored cornstarch. Um, Colored cornstarch, that's the thing. And so my job was to get Liam off the bus. He would normally be getting off the bus with his sister, but today would just be him. And I always, when that's my job, I block it off on my calendar so that nobody can schedule any meetings with me. And I'm out there five solid minutes early, which makes no sense because the bus comes at exactly the same every day. And the bus comes. I'm checking my phone, and the bus comes. And I'm standing there at the bus. The bus driver sees me every morning. I put the kids on the bus every morning, drive straight past me. He just what? drives straight past what? me. Now, the next stop is just down the block, right? So I take off at a good clip. Like, what if I don't make eye contact? Is that the bus? Or like, oh, oh, Lauren usually has the garage door open. Maybe he looked at the garage because, like, you could look down our cul-de-sac and see it. And I didn't have that open. So it's like, oh, they must not be home. So I'll kidnap this. Like, I had no idea what to do. And I'm <clears throat> busting ass down the block. And everybody's lawns are getting worked on. All the long guys are looking at me because I am flying and waving my arms and acting like a maniac. None of the parents <laughs> down at the other stop. Uh, say to the bus driver, hey, that guy who's always sitting at the other bus stop is running after us. They don't say, hey, mm-hmm. there's a crazy man chasing mm-hmm. you. They just say nothing. Right. Uh, he turns left. I turn left. I'm still running. He turns left again. I'm onto my old street where I used to live. I'm still running. And eventually, at one point, he stops and I'm like, this is my chance. And I'm running and running. But, you know, he's a bus and I'm not just to make sure mm-hmm. people understand where we are in the narrative. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and he gets, so then, when I see I'm not catching this bus and he is not noticing me, I call Lauren on her cell phone and she answers on like the 76th ring and and I'm like, sure. call um, Christina, who actually bought our old house. Like, that's the house he's going to stop at next. I'm like, call Christina. <laughs> the bus driver didn't stop. Get her to get. And she, like, she immediately gets it. She hangs up. She calls Christina, who doesn't answer her phone. Of course not. Uh, so a few minutes later, Lauren calls me back. And she's like, Christina's not answering. You got to call the transportation office. So I'm running back to my bus stop, back to my house. I'm like, 
thank goodness I work out all the time. No, I don't. And so mm. I'm uh, pretty wiped <laughs> and I'm calling transportation. I'm like, the bus driver drove past my house. Kid is not here. And they're like, what? And oh, by the way, there's also a phone tree when you call transportation. You have to wait through seven instructions. Oh, my God. Sure. Anyway, so as I'm talking to them, she's like, well, that doesn't sound right. As I'm talking to them, I see the bus coming back around again, like coming right back to my street the same way she in the first place. And I'm like, hang on. The bus driver's coming back. Let me make sure he gives me my kid. And then I see Liam coming off and I hang up on transportation. I tell him transportation. I'm fine. And I go, bus driver, did you not see him? He's like, oh, no, I saw you. I just didn't think he was on the bus because he wasn't sitting in his usual seat. Oh. Now, what I didn't say to him was, wait a second. You didn't think my kid was on the bus. <laughs> fuck you. But second, you think my kid was on the bus? You're like, well, dad's waiting for him, but fuck him because the kid's not here. So I won't tell him. By the way, your kid is missing. I'll just like. Now, if he had stopped and said, hey, your kid's not here, so I'm not you helping you. You don't have a you. kid anymore. I would have been like, well, that's alarming in a different way. And then my son would be like, no, I am here. See me getting up because it's my stop. The, my favorite part of the story. Well, my favorite part of the story is I got reunited with Liam. Um, who had no concerns at all. He thought the whole thing no. was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite my part dad's was, running like crazy. Ha ha. Uh-huh, sure. As I think I've maybe told you guys before, he's like our little GPS. He's really, really good at directions. So he told me, like, yeah, I told the bus driver, you went right by my stop. And he's like, oh, I didn't even know you were here. Um, and, <laughs> but then he turned, I'm like, no, you should turn around in the cul-de-sac. And then you, you know, like in the other cul-de-sac, and then you can turn left onto Monticello. And he's like, no, I'm going to do everything else and then come back to you. And Liam's like, well, you could also turn right on Schilling instead of left and then go around Tuppence and come back to Mont. And Buster's like, no, I'm going to just do the run and then I'll get you back on the flip side. And, oh my God. But I'm going to go back to the depot. Yeah. Okay, I um, start all over again. <laughs> I like Bob the bus driver in general, but this I was so mad. I was and am so mad. That's, hmm. that's scary. Question. Is this bus driver in any way, shape, or form like Otto from The Simpsons? Whoa. Uh, he is not. He That was my okay. Otto, by the way. Uh, right. he, is, he is old. He is an old, seemingly straight-edge dude. Uh, define straight-edge. Like, he's, he's, he's got a short-cropped white haircut. He's got a little pudge. You know, his hair is all white. His hair oh, is all white. oh, okay. I was like, what is it? Mm. He looks like he's probably served a while ago. Mm-hmm. And deep he in never the, lost deep in the shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a nice enough he's guy. Seen I, things. Just, I was just annoyed that he did not, you know, <laughs> think to stop for me. And like, Liam's like, I saw what you you're running. saying is you don't value his service, I think. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for nothing, Bob. <laughs> I wish I could remember you on Memorial Day. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> It was really stressful. And I realized in retrospect that it was stressful for two reasons. One, because, you know, where's my kid? kid, And two, because like, is this somehow my fault and I'm going to be in serious trouble with my wife? And I don't mean that in some like sexist men and women in relationships way. I was like, if I somehow fucked up and didn't get the kid, it's my fault. Well, you don't want to be the one who loses the kid. Yeah. Right. I've been there. I've been, I have completely been there when we were, when we used to go to, um, you know, they had like a Halloween thing at the school, which was like a fair. And there were games and stuff like that. And when and, and when Hank was young, you know, I figured like it was part of that whole process of just kind of like letting go a little bit, letting him you know go around and and then like like second grade or something like that. I can't remember when, but I was like, well, he's in the school, you know, it's right. night, right. but he's in the school. 
There are teachers. There's all kinds of people. He's probably extremely interested in what's going on here because there's so much going on here. He's not going to leave. And so I would be a little bit lax and like keeping an eye on him. And at one point I completely lost him. It's <laughs> 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 just like, I have no idea where my child is. And there's two floors in this place. There's a ton of people in here. There's all <laughs> kinds of things going on. There are people coming and going. Oh and all God. of a sudden I'm realizing, Oh no. <laughs> And it was, and it was perfectly fine. He was just, he was just like someplace else. Um, but I did, I did go through that moment where I was like, if the kid is going to get lost, <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to be on my watch. Yeah, definitely. I'd have much rather seen, somebody else lose my kid. <laughs> are you guys uh, Louis fans? Yeah, Louis. Uh, I've seen some of the shows. Let's okay, have way. you seen the one where he he is that person? He loses no. his kid. I don't think so. It's really good and funny and scary <laughs> it should it's, be it's like it's tricky uh but um we kids do things they just do they do weird things and one of the things that um lita and marlo thought was really funny uh early <laughs> on in the separation and divorce when dad got his new place was that they could hide and be really quiet <laughs> and they would hide in such a way that they would break the rules about where they were hiding, first of all. And second of all, they weren't big enough to be like if the quilts were a certain way on the bed or, you know, like it just was it was difficult to unless you did like a pat check, you know, like pat the mattress and pat the, the sheets down. You wouldn't know they were there. Mm-hmm. And there was one time when they both disappeared you got to pitchfork and stick it in yeah, there. <laughs> yeah start stabbing it with the pitchfork that right. i kept in the keep in the hall closet as you do yeah 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 just for finding stuff and mm-hmm. um, also for also for showing <laughs> up my, at rallies it's my finding stuff pitchfork <laughs> yeah. well it's also in case you know there's a moral outrage that i need to go like there's a doctor building people up up, up on the hill i can just grab the pitchfork and run sure or yeah. orange person in the White House, either one. It's also Thank like, yeah, I think it's also it's become a Brooklyn affectation, right? Yeah, it's it's a hipster mm-hmm. thing. There's a seven hundred dollar right. pitchfork down the street <laughs> Atlantic. <laughs> Seventy two coats gang, of locker. You get a gingham shirt and a pitchfork. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, but uh, they would hide like that, and and uh, and there was one time I'd gone to the bathroom and came back out, and so it was literally like, you know, ten seconds, not long. And I was freaking. Is he bragging? (laughs) Uh, I'm extremely efficient in the bathroom. Well, here's the thing. At that time, yeah, because, you know, making the jump to single parenthood was a big deal. You didn't have the tag team. There's no one to tag team. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no one to tap out. And I got two, (laughs) two kids who were, you know, they weren't like super young. Well, Marlo was, but. But you know, Marlo was two or whatever, and it was two and a half. Oh yeah, two. Yeah, that's... right, right, right. And how that kid did not laugh or make <laughs> any kind of noise is a miracle. Yeah, but she did yeah. it. Finally, yeah, I was like, okay, you got me, guys. That was a, um, that was the thing with Hank, with well, hide and seek with Hank. Like he would always. I mean, he was terrible. He would never, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't stop himself from. And, like, and they'd always noise. go to the same place too, right? They hide in. The, they find a good spot. Yeah, that's the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually one of my parenting loves is when you get to look around and you know exactly where the kid is. Yeah. <laughs> but you <Yeah. laughs> pretend you don't know where the kid is. Man, I love that game. 
Love that game. Mm-hmm. Those days are over for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 13-year-olds don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> you know so what 13-year-olds do want to do, though, John? Mm. Tell mm. me. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they want to find the perfect Father's Day gift. <laughs> As do their parents. Yes. yes. They don't avoid the last-minute hustle. Hank doesn't want to have the last-minute hustle finding a gift. That so he definitely, have to do, definitely does not want. Hook him up with this podcast and bleep out the swear words and let me tell him and our listeners about omaha steaks and how for only 49 dollars and 99 cents you can get our limited time father's day package when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code turning in the search bar that is 80 percent off for less than 50 dollars, you get a ton of food and i'm going to read every item and you are going to get increasingly hungry as i do so two filet mignons two top sirloins four chicken fried steaks four boneless pork chops four burgers four jumbo franks a 12 ounce package of all beef meatballs one pound of fries four caramel apple tartlets one omaha steak seasoning packet plus four additional burgers free just for the hell of it all of that for less than fifty dollars i felt like homer simpson saying some of those things i think i drilled on my microphone uh they have sent us omaha steaks packages the oh, meat yeah. is so good uh, i uh, i was telling john moltz the other day i recently uh, over the memorial day weekend we we fired up our new grill and our new smoker for the first time mm-hmm. there were burgers there were boneless chops my god it was all so good it's always so good i highly i highly recommend this stuff mm-hmm. if you're looking for a convenient and quick father's day gift go to omahasteaks.com enter the code turning in the search bar you'll find the family gift pack add that to your cart you'll get an 80 percent savings grab your dad and oh. fire up the grill don't grab the grill and fire up your dad that'll be the wrong thing grab your dad fire <laughs> the grill. illegal Omahasteaks.com, search for turning. God, it's gonna yeah. be so good. I'm jealous of all the meat you guys are gonna eat when you we uh stuff. we had the we had the meatballs last night. Mm, how were they? And oh my god, they're so good. And, I mean, and Hank, yeah, as you can imagine, uh, was was uh, beside himself over nice. the uh, the quality of the meatballs. So nice. He he ate a mess of meatballs. We you know we don't have a grill at the apartment here in Brooklyn. However, my girlfriend's father has a terrace, and they are allowed to grill. So, I, over Memorial Day weekend, grilled steaks from Omaha Steaks. They're fantastic. Nice. And it felt good to have fire and control the fire. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Worship the fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the meat, also. Worship the meat, too. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, anyway, no, 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 no. No, I'm joking. Just kidding. Just kidding. He's not kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, my the two younger kids had their piano recital tonight earlier this evening, and it was actually great. It was short, which I love. Good, good, always good. <laughs> they played well. They it were was proud so good. It was so short. Sierra got a trophy. It was wonderful. Nice. So, is there any stress story. about that? Like for you anymore? Um, is, it, is it more like just enduring? Sometimes there are sometimes stress. Like I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not the world's greatest supportive parent. I mean, I am to my own kids, but when it was other kids playing, I'm on my phone. Like I just, so it's it's really just time to chill and catch up on the old tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what everybody else is doing when they're looking at their 
like you know whatever <laughs> if it's not their kid they're looking at their phones but the stress to me was like my kids have been practicing plenty when we told them to and sometimes they played their songs great and sometimes they played their songs fairly horrifically and you just like you feel bad for them and frankly you feel bad for yourself when the kid is really struggling through a song uh but they both crushed it like i uh my Facebook friends can see video. Like they did, they did a fine job tonight. I was actually, I told oh, them. Oh, they let they, you do video? Oh, yeah. You can video your kids. It's, okay. It's a very loosey goosey kind of low stress thing. But like they both, at least three of the four songs were the best I ever heard. And all four of the playings, each do, each kid does two songs. All four songs were played great. And I think th- uh, 75% of them were the best I'd ever heard. Wow. So there hmm. you go. Of, I think oh, there's you know, a... of them practicing those songs. There's a right situation in some cases. Like, uh, when Lita performs, we're not oh, allowed to videotape yeah. at at the like judged the judged competition at the recital. We yeah, can film. It's a but... very low key recital situation. Okay, but something about the judging very, and rights management. I don't know. It's crazy. Wait, wait. So, but the rights the rights have to do with the people who wrote the music. No, it's publishing. It's a it's a performance oh. royalty. It becomes a, oh, okay. a performance royalty issue. Okay, I get it. Yeah, they've <laughs> believe me. Brooklyn. No, it's not Brooklyn. That's in, it's everywhere. That's, that's thank you, you know, Scribner and Sons or whoever the hell came up with the publishing royalties. Like when, when you write a song and, and, and get it published and then record it and it is released out to the world in the olden times when there was radio that people listened to, you, they would play it on the radio. So there was, there were mechanical royalties, which were about how many units got sold. There was performance royalties that you got because you performed on it, but then you had to pay. Uh, There's also songwriting royalties. So if you wrote the song, you got a specific royalty every time the song was played. So radio stations would report their spin count. Like we played this song, we played this song 40 times this week. Okay, whatever you do the math, and like you get a you get a percentage cut of uh, how many times it got played as a performance thing, and then you can perform it live and. Um, if someone else decides to do a cover and they make money, you get a cut of that too. Because hmm. they're performing it as a cover. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm probably That's, not yeah. even assuming, close they, to assuming half they didn't of it. write their own stuff. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but like I, let's say I'm in the band, you know, um, the dads, right? We, three of us are in a band, the dads. Lex wrote a song. I wrote a song. You wrote a song. If, if, Lex's song is the hit single. He gets a higher cut because he has a songwriting credit. But also, um, anytime it's performed, uh, we all get a cut of the performance royalties. That's why the you know they had to uh, kill John the Lennon. Napster because of Napster. Oh, John, wow. John Lennon. Paul McCartney killed John Lennon because he was taking too much royalties. Like he was getting too much. Uh, well, I don't want to. I mean, just somebody did. Well, yeah, the industry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wow! No, uh, the crazy guy. Nobody, nobody wants to. Nobody wants Name. to accept it. But you know, it's the Anyways, 50th anniversary of Sergeant if Peppers. Cap sues me for <laughs> right. recording that show. Right, Ask come at me, Right. Uh, quick note: my first musical memory was Sergeant Peppers. Like it had been out for several years by the time. Well, like, I don't remember it as it was released, but I remember it being played in the home frequently. And quick. It's its fiftieth anniversary this year. That's wow. That's amazing. Huh. Oh, and they they remixed it, right? They're, yes. They re, uh, yeah. George Martin's uh, son. Did you guys say remastered? That? Sorry, the dog is no. barking here. No, no you're good. Okay. You're but it's good. true. <laughs> uh, quick note: C sharp. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
Thank you. Better be flat. Gesundheit. Wait, better C sharp or you're going to be flat. Do you uh, do you remember your first cassette? Or, I don't know, record, A-track? <laughs> my general? first cassette. Um, not my first cassette. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, but, uh, oh, record? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe it was a Beach Boys. I think it was the Beach Boys compilation. That's wow. Nice. Yeah. The, um, nice. I, we had records, but they were all kids' albums that I listened to. The Vinyl? first cassette that I bought, yeah. The first cassette that I bought for myself, which was like the thing that I had to listen to music on, uh, was undoubtedly Weird Al, and it was probably the album in 3D. Nice. <laughs> nice. His second album. Uh, I didn't like cassettes. I didn't like 8-tracks. Uh, we, we did not have an 8-track player. My, my, like we, That was banned. My father, specifically, <laughs> like, we will never get an 8-track player. It's dumb technology. We're not doing it. He was right about that. Yes, he was. I so loved we the cars and cassette players, like just standalone ones that had the special technology where they could try to skip tracks like CDs eventually would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where they would try to yeah. listen for the silence. Yeah. Man, I love that. I mean, it never worked. It was horrible. No, of course but it never I loved that no, stuff. No, but that was, a, that was pretty sharp. Um, first album um, was a gift, and it also was an older album when I got it, but it was Elton John's Greatest Hits, Volume 1. Wow. Crocodile Rock. Uh-huh. Your Freedom. Good stuff. Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Rocket Man. Daniel. Your song. I mean, that that thing is gold. That's a great that freaking is. record. Yeah. No, I'm first, generally not a fan of the greatest really, hits, but yeah. I think the first, like the pivotal album that I remember initially, and this was an album that all my brothers, my, my two brothers and I all bought individually eventually or got wow. individually. Was um, wow. Graham Parker's "Squeezing Out Sparks"? Wow, that was like that's some indie cred, dude. That's that good. was like a summer. Like it was, they were the two of them were in high school, and I was in junior high school, and I was like, I was old enough to kind of like run around and get into trouble with them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so, and that was like that was like the anthem album for that summer, as I remember. So, fantastic. Good times. Good times were had. And then we, you know, somehow managed to live through them. <laughs> Which survived. is a whole other story. Yeah. What was your first compact disc? Oh, uh, Peter Gabriel, Peter Gabriel. So Ooh, oh. good. That's a good one. I, one of the first things I did on CDs was, uh, rebuy the entire weird Al Yankovic catalog. Um, <laughs> nice. but I think the first CD I got was maybe they might be giants, Apollo 13. Nice. Had, might have been Apollo 18. The album might be called Apollo 18. But uh, it is. But they there was a, a song on the Apollo 18 cassette and on the album in general that was called Fingertips, which was really a medley of like 16 short songs. Medley might not even be the right, but it was like a, a pastiche of all these different songs that were Reprise. like anywhere between 10 and 30 seconds long. And it was meant to be heard as a single thing. Uh, but what They Might Be Giant suggested was that you get the CD and then hit shuffle and you would get that s- song, those little mini songs interspersed with the rest of the album. So, of course, I had to get the CD to follow their instructions. Yeah. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I'm a I remember. Player. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I uh, think, and I actually thinking back now, I may be wrong. Um, because I bought my bitch. first, I bought my first DVD player in Japan. Whoa. In 1986. 
<laughs> it was a tiny little Sony, like it was like one of the very first Discman? small ones. Was it the Discman? No, uh, yeah, yes, it was a Discman. It was yeah. a Discman. Um, and it had a, like a yep. battery pack that clipped onto the bottom of it. Um, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was pretty small. And I think uh, while I was there, when I bought that, um, I got uh, Brian Ferry's Boys and Girls. That's a good record. And then I think I got, I think I got so when I got like first thing when I got back, because I bought that like the last few weeks that I was in Japan. Nice. That's, yeah. Those are good choices. Uh, Stop making sense. Talking heads. And so yeah, Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that stop making sense is some good shit. That really it's is a great live album. That is a yeah. great live album. Um, I think I, so that was, the, they, they did, that's the one that they did the, uh, the movie of. Yes. Yeah. And I saw that in Japan. Whoa, huh? Yeah, David that Byrne. Was a, that was remains, a hell of a year. <laughs> David Byrne remains one of the best live shows I've ever seen in two separate occurrences. One is his early '90s work with um, Ray Momo, and uh, the other album he did the like those Brazilian-y kind of uh, heavy on the horns albums, and mm-hmm. then um, uh, the summer of I think 2013 um, or. 12 or 5, I don't know, it was one of those, it was when he toured with um, Annie from uh, St. whatever, whatever. Anyway, they performed and the band didn't sit behind instruments, they like had their instruments, but they they performed these group uh, choreography numbers as they played the songs, except for like the DJ keyboard guy, and that was amazing, and the, the encore was burning down the house, which I went ape shit over <laughs> and i watched a, like a youtube version of that thing and, and there's a dude in the audience right and there's a youtube video of a dude about my age doing the exact same thing that i did in the audience <laughs> during burning down the house which is the what drums just in that song are nuts? just yeah just like in the, he is in his space he doesn't care he's experiencing the song the way he wants to he's expressing it outwardly by moving his body <laughs> His eyes may be open or not. He may be staring at something he sees in the distance. We don't know, but he is in that song. And I fully identified with that. Also, it looked really crazy and weird. So I'm sure I embodied all of that. Yeah. But, it seems um, like uh, David Lynch and um, David Byrne are... Uh, the same person? Like there's, there's something... Well, no, there's just like there's something there. I mean, even though the two of them, don't, as far as I know, don't really have like a particular crossover... Uh, they were uh, up and coming mm-hmm. in that in that same period, and yes, um, yeah, led to a lot of craziness, delightful Speak. craziness. Okay, here we go. David Lynch does a great job with Louis uh, on the show where Louis is auditioning to become a talk show host. He's basically auditioning to take <laughs> Letterman's place. <laughs> David Lynch is stellar in that role. It's so good. And the late Gary Marshall is the president of CBS. He is also stellar. It's so good. It's a great, great episode. I want to keep on this topic, but I want to tell you about one other thing that I agree is also stellar. Yes, please do. <laughs> Which is the, uh, the night's sleep I had last night. Listen, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, don't touch that skip button, dear listener, because I know that you've heard us talk about sleep number beds a lot, but they say, we don't have to read this verbatim. They want this in our own words and for our audience. And you guys, our, our listeners, their, their, their parents or the people who care about what, what parents think, parents know one thing. Being a parent is freaking exhausting. Is anyone going to disagree with that? You're not going to disagree with that, John. Or are you, nope. John? No. No. 
being mm-hmm. it's exhausting. And the worst thing I can imagine after a long day of dadding it up and being exhausted and knowing you need sleep is going to sleep on a crappy mattress. So consider this. The sleep number bed adjusts on both sides. So if you sleep with another person, first of all, way to go, you rock. Uh, you can each adjust your own side to the ideal firmness, and comfort, and support. That's the sleep number setting, making it the perfect bed for couples. Plus, if you get the optional sleep IQ technology, because we're all nerds here, you can track your sleep so you know what helps you sleep your best. Uh, my wife uh, wears one of those Fitbit things sometimes to sleep. And the score that the Fitbit gets and the uh, comparable score that the bed gets are always the same. So I'm like, you don't have to do it. You have to go push buttons on that thing. The bed, you just get in and go to sleep. Oh, wow. And it knows. And she's like, that's true. Uh, my sleep <laughs> number setting right now is 90. My wife is down to an 85. My sleep IQ score last night was 92. And I'll tell you why. Nice. I went to sleep early and I woke up on time. So way to go, mm-hmm. me. Uh, better yet, sleep number beds last twice as long as an inner spring. Duh. 91% of owners recommend sleep number. And JD Power has ranked it, quote, Highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses for two years in a row. As I always say, I came in second. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Bottom line, can you really afford another restless night's sleep? Now's the best time to come to a sleep number store during their semi-annual sale where a Queen C2 mattress is only $699.99. You will only find sleep number in any of the 550 sleep number stores nationwide. When we first started doing these ads, we had to say 400. They've added 150 stores thanks to the turning this car around bump. Find the sleep number store nearest you by going to sleepnumber.com and be sure to tell them Lex sent you. You don't have to worry about the John and the other John. Just tell them Lex sent you. Sleepnumber.com. Thanks, Sleepnumber. You got to tell them we sent you. By the way, by the way, one of those stores is on Atlantic and opened up I think uh, last month or something. Pretty, pretty, like in the past few months. And um, that would have been awesome because my when I had to um, do the bed test for uh, the, the bed to choose which bed I was going to elect to get as a baby. Mm-hmm person for sleep yes. you had to go to the moon i had to go to the moon and i took lita with me so that was pretty fun actually um but the store is awesome on atlantic and it's kind of in downtown brooklyn so anyway cool. just want to point that out uh hipster brooklyn listeners of which there are probably three right now <laughs> take take your pitchfork put your mm-hmm. uh, gang <laughs> yeah, take your artisanal take pitchfork your pitch and uh, go down to the sleep number mm-hmm Busted. And mention Yo. all of our names. Yeah. Yes. Don't don't fuck around. I mean, In alphabetical on. order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lex. <laughs> it's, the copy says to tell Lex sent you. Because it's Lex, not Alexander. Right. That's right. I got it. Um, so, what else is going on? Well, kids, uh, right? The, no, slumber party last weekend. I think I sent you guys oh, a photo. Oh, yes. You survived the, uh, that, I heard. Yeah, that I'm alive, as uh, as everyone else. Um, I did not know this until towards the end of the party, but my girlfriend had enlisted the um, the party, the birthday person's older sister to help uh, as a paid helper. So she was oh, in charge of cleaning up things, making sure plates were you know thrown away or the spills were cleaned up. Anyway, it was fantastic. But I got to say, last year. We had a party with, I think, a couple less. It was still a lot, though, like 14 kids or 13 kids. And it was harder. I don't know what it was about the age or whatever, but we watched a movie, and the girls were just, they were into it. It was a great party. It was super easy. 
frankly. I mean, the hardest part was actually cleaning the house. And what was the movie again? Both before and after. Uh, Hook. We didn't finish it either. That's the thing. Didn't finish the movie. Because it's like five hours long. Yeah, it's 73 hours long. It's kind of long, yeah. Right. I, I, huh. I have to say, how did that? Did you did I'm you pick that or who picked that? Oh, you kidding? No one picked that movie. Yeah, well, I wouldn't think. Not so, a but... fan. Not a fan of. Uh, not a fan. Um, not a fan. Uh, I don't like that. Like <laughs> you know, I kind. I mean, I. Mm, I kind of like that. I, in a weird way, I like that movie. I love Dustin Hoffman. He yeah, was I mean, great. I and I and I love Robin Williams just in general. Um, and there's sure. enough sappiness uh, in it that I kind of like, but yeah, I mean, there's not, it's, it's, uh, I know it has its problems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I recognize that. Thank you for recognizing that. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> but let me just uh, say Rufio is not one of them. <laughs> Rufio is a problem. <laughs> Rufio is a problem. I have huge issues with, with him. I, just, I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy the the '90s era skate punk as leader of the Forbidden Island of Boys or whatever, the Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? No, yeah, I just don't. Okay. I don't buy it. Don't buy it. Hmm. Don't buy okay. it. It's a little too Mad Max, a little too Thunderdome, a little too. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the a little too polished kind of thing. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. That's it. I gotta look. I gotta look that guy up. Rufio, gotta check him out. Yeah, because I think he's. Uh, I think he's been. He's been working since then. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So. I mean, look. He looked like he had a lot of uh, charisma, very good screen presence. Um, but the best part was there were two things that happened uh, in relationship to the party. So one was my girlfriend. God bless her. Hunted down <laughs> like these emoji printables. And nice. printed them out and wrapped them around Hershey bars as like a parting favor. Thank you for Hardcore. coming, girls. Yep, I'm there. Right, right. So she had, you know, thanks for coming. Whatever, silly emoji poop. Whatever. Well, it was really hot last Friday. Oh boy, like, like freaky melting hot. chocolate hot. Yeah. So we put those in the fridge <clears throat> to preserve them uh, where they stayed. Until about ten thirty, eleven o'clock after the kids had left. And I was like, hey, oops, guess what we forgot? And so there's a bowl of, um, well, I think there was like whatever, 18 Hershey bars. But now I think it's gotten down to about 15. Wait, 14. we couldn't just get, we couldn't call the kids back or? No, no, no. No, it was too late. Them? Too okay. late. It's Brooklyn. I mean, what, what? It's 1030 on a Friday. Hey. Everybody bring your kids who are really tired and sleepy, you know, your 10-year-old's back here or whatever. No. 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 So anyway, she did. She busted her ass to print those and get those made in time for the party, too. One. That's one. Two is um, Costco is fantastic. Uh, there's this kettle corn product that is just insanely awesome and it comes in a massive like 8,000 pound bag and it's the size of the 10 year old actually um, <laughs> like Marlo would be could not take this bag like she couldn't take it down that's what I'm saying uh, and it's like mm-hmm. I can't remember it's like boom chicka pop I think is what it's called and it's oh, kettle yeah, corn yeah, yeah. and it's amazing right. like this lavender bag and the seriously yep. the bag's like 8,000 feet tall it's giant and um, we killed one bag at the party. Killed it. Dead. Uh, the other bag nice. has taken a week to get through here. But largely from me. Sneaking little handfuls here and there. 
Okay, I gotta I gotta jump back to Rufio for a second. <laughs> Please <laughs> jump away. <laughs> you're you're jumping knew, the trailer trash in here. I knew I had you? um, like... seen him in something that I had seen, and he was uh, he did voice. He's done voice work, um, and he was in The Legend of Korra, uh, which is a show that uh, Hank and I watched for a while. And we never finished it, but uh, we did watch it after we watched Avatar. It's the sequel to Avatar. Um, mm. <laughs> but so he's done. He's done. He's you know, dude's been busy since uh okay. since playing rufio um apparently though this year uh, uh, uh something that is in post-production is, is a short and the name of the short anyone want to guess no uh i can't yeah don't know Go. <laughs> bangerang <laughs> nice bangerang bangerang and it is uh supposedly the 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 imdb uh Description says supposedly an origin prequel story for Rufio. <laughs> oh. 2017. No. <laughs> so no. look for that. I will not. Uh, <laughs> no. So no, I said look for it. <laughs> no, nope, I'm not going to look. I'm not looking. I'm definitely looking. I am making a note of it. That's okay. Uh, we took we took my girlfriend's two kids to see Guardians of the Galaxy. That was the second thing I was going to bring up, or the third thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. thumbs up. Yeah, big thumbs up from us over here. It's Fun a good movie. movie. Fun yeah. movie, and good jokes for the parents. Like really funny shit for the parents. It's good. good and, yeah, and, uh, and I think you mentioned there's a Microsoft joke at the end, but you're not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say that there's a nice. Little zinger there for folks who. It's great. I. Leave it oh, there. Damn it! Cut that. I'm cutting it. I'm cutting. Yeah. I'm cutting. I'm gonna beep it. Or beep it. Yeah, just beep it. Don't, Look, WWC yeah. is coming, and you know, new MacBooks is the rumor. Everybody, i9 processors were just long, released. Long it's show, exciting. Man. I know. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm, it's the. It's the wave. It's, I'm. I'm just confused right now. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> Just remember, bang a ring. <laughs> no, I'm not remembering. That. The only thing I'm banging right now is <clears throat> has asked me not to talk about it publicly. Do we want to talk about? It? Are we talking about yeah. our drinks? Are we talking about our drinks now? Oh, sure. I'm I'm drinking nothing today because I've been I've been counting calories and I left myself with no what? calories for drinks. So I'm here just sober as can be. Sorry, it's okay. Mm. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Well, I finished. Um, Four Roses Barrel Strength uh, on the Rock. Love the Four Roses. Very good, but it's really strong. But for being (laughs) so strong, it's good. Very good. It's good stuff. Uh I just I have the same thing that I had the last time. But I've been. But I uh, I just got off recording another podcast with our good friends Guy English and Dan Morin, and so uh, you know I'm a little bit into this Jamesons Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Rainier. Nice. Your boiler. I don't guess in life, man. Here's well. Speaking of um, young people drinking, which is all we are. (laughs) But um, Mm -hmm. a year ago, I talked to you about how it had been prom time, and because it was prom, uh, a house in our cul-de-sac invited the school or half the school, I should say, to their house pre-prom. Do you remember this at all? I think we talked about in the show, but. When it happened, there were cars everywhere, as you would imagine. You know, it was yeah. about 150 kids here. And 
I live on a very small cul-de-sac that supports six houses in a development that's got, you know, two lane roads. Um, and my wife was trying to come home and it takes, you know, two minutes tops to go from the main street that my wife would be on to our house in this development. And it took her about half an hour or so because there were cars everywhere stopped blocking. Like there was just no room to go people, kids and cars. And she was like out of her mind. And then she's got like the moms yelling at her, like it's their prom. She's like, yeah, but I got my, get my kid home and feed him dinner. Like this five year old boy. <laughs> um, and we just found out they're doing it again. <laughs> and prom is oh, I think, next weekend. And so the other folks who live around here who don't have high school age children, we've been strategizing on what do we do? And my wife's idea, well, my wife's ideas are mostly about like horrible things we could do to make their lives miserable. Like let's have work done in the house. Let's have some trucks in the street. And I was like, what about some traffic cones in front of our house and driveway? That will help at least a little bit. No, no, No. do not do the cones. We did here though. Tell me why. Why no cones? Yeah. Too okay. tempting to put ice cream in there? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. Like, like that's like a that's like a giant flag to teen boys to do mm. something. Like those cones. Hmm. We could steal right. those. We could put those. We could park on them. Actually, what would be really funny is if we pulled on that guy's lawn because he's obviously a grumpy old man or whatever. Like, I'm just mm. I'm not we saying that's the case. We could put those cones in our butts, right? And like yes. fire bottle rockets out of them or whatever like <laughs> cherry bombs inside of them what you know, who knows dog shit and then underneath them and then when you come to move them there's dog shit or they light them on fire with flaming bags of dog shit put the cone over mm-hmm. the top and then yeah there's just gonna there's gonna be a lot of dog shit let's put it that way <laughs> pretty much and flames it's gonna be a cone full of flames and dog shit so we heard that this year they are hiring uh an off-duty police officer to help what which to help with the traffic control security just with traffic and i feel like that actually that's a win like if there's actually somebody there directing traffic or whatever that that could help i don't know what's a win that's for sure there's no question there you get a cop there yeah. means i can't break as many laws as i normally do but it's fine <laughs> okay so uh i sent you guys a link um <laughs> because i think it's I'm not important. sure i should click that i don't you should you totally should, and I got another one for you right here. Uh, I'm just going to tell you this: um, that it's probably the same thing because uh, OS tends shit balls, copy paste is horrible. TikTok right. ladies, time to get your prom dress. That's right. That's right. Promgirl.com. I just want to. I want to just say this, and John I have John. girls, so I'm prepared for both the mortification and shock when one of my kids, probably Marlo, and probably uh, my girlfriend's youngest, wants to wear. Some of the prom girl dresses. Um, if prom dresses looked like this, dude, I would I would have lost my virginity a long time before I really lost my virginity. <laughs> oh so I'm man, put that out there because holy shit, these are amazing <laughs> dresses. Oh god, um, no, and look, they're amazing. Most fundamentally, you feel this so one. I don't know. They're beautiful, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot wrong with what you just said there's everything well, wrong with what i just that. said like the I whole think thing the models is wrong. on this web page the average age looks to be around seven <laughs> no wrong they're they're all 21 i think you sent us three of the exact same link <laughs> yeah because the stupid that's how much he likes it no the clipboard's <laughs> jacked on os 10 that's what the problem is what is that about by the way i have that happen all the time you met you copy and then it like nothing like it doesn't copy these are lovely dresses, and I have to say, although they're not a podcast advertiser, they should be. They are uh, cheap. 
They're very affordable. Yeah. But one, I, I, the reason I sent you this link was maybe you could have like a bingo card. You could print out one of these product pages. Oh. And then you could bingo the dress. <laughs> now, this I like turn Prime Night into a drinking <laughs> game for the adults. You have to cut yes. all of this. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We could just go Look. by color. Well, here's the thing. I have four, essentially four daughters in my life. I mean, you know, there's the step, nearly stepdaughters, almost like stepdaughters-ish. And then mine, and it's like, you just, there's a comfort level about joking. It's not pervy. I'm not perving. Trust me, if I was perving, you would know. You're like retro if I spent, perving. If I, if I spent 30 <laughs> minutes talking about Gal Gadot, that's pervy. <laughs> and, but it would be, I would be entirely justified. Trust me. But, because she is fine. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my so God. Uh, I'm stopping talking now. <laughs> I'm stopping. Well, this was a moment. Um, <laughs> girl. Uh, I don't know. I like, I feel like I should go, um, uh, look Shower? at my, the, the, the dresses, no, the dresses that, um, that my two prom dates wore actually three. Well, yeah. Yeah. But look at this guy. Well, I, yeah. I, the first girl, I shouldn't talk about the last one. Polyamorous uh, prom. That's the show title right no, there. Yeah. The first. <laughs> They were different. They were all different. The first girl I, I took to the prom wore sure. a, a serpent dress. Her dress had a giant serpent going down the leg. Just putting that there. Wow. Uh, as in like the... Like, wait, 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 wait. It had a design of a serpent going on the dress. The dress and had it, a, like a, an iridescent silvery serpent. And then did the serpent come off the dress and then around? Nope. 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 Okay. Just, just going down the just, leg. Okay. All right, because, yeah. you know, I'm having some images, and I don't think they're good ones. Uh, she asked me to take her to the prom about a week before the prom when she and her longtime boyfriend broke up, and she was not Jewish, and so I had to get parental permission to go with her. I didn't really know her. Uh, it was very awkward. I spent most of the night mm -hmm. with my friends, but at least she had a date to the prom, and I was, you know, very gentlemanly. It was very weird, though. Yeah. Uh, the second year, I took my long, at that point, you know, year-long girlfriend and um she's now a lesbian and the Great. third year i went to the prom not related to that event i uh, who knows i took a girl who <laughs> i had met at Born camp and that's, that's when i did it lex i totally was considering lesbianism as a as an option thank you but the uh the third girl who i took to the prom uh none of my friends approved of just, just so everybody knows in case melissa's listening i'm sorry my friends hated you <laughs> ouch oh but we had the same birth i didn't hate her but my friends all did are we are we doing this now is this what we're yeah please all right what okay so the first one was first one was magical just like junior prom was just like uh, the the girl that i wanted to be with and oh my god we ended up with t together at the prom and then you know and then we had a like a, re a relationship for a long time after that wait, 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 it was wait, fantastic wait. so so you, it was like a movie basically yes for me okay. anyway i, I think for that. her it was like very confusing like i'm not sure really what's going on here he seems like way into this <laughs> and he's kind of weird also and but then, mm. but then she came around you know like you know it took a little while after that like <laughs> you wore her down right no i mean i don't think it was that i mean she liked me i mean but it was but i think it was just more like it was clearly it clearly meant a lot more to me <laughs> mm -hmm. anyway it all worked out great um i mean and she's still somebody that i would um 
Yeah, but I, I talked careful, to on and off careful, for years, careful. and then we've just lost touch. But I would certainly talk to her again. I mean, she, you know, she's a very nice person, lovely person, um, lovely person. We, I mean, we parted on the amicable terms and everything, so I think that, that was all fine. Second one, <laughs> second one was a was a girl that I went out with for like three months before the prom, and then she broke up with me at the prom. <laughs> oh wow, that is harsh. <laughs> Ouch. That is her, and that that partially leads into why I agreed to go to the third one, ah. which was when I was twenty four, <laughs> <laughs> and it was somebody. Oh so I was working at the government, and one of our interns, one of whoa, our whoa, interns, whoa. had this long. She had a long term boyfriend who broke up with her before the prom, and had no one to go with, and so she asked me, and I was like, "Oh no, no, this oh. no, no." This is not okay. This is not okay. Oh, this is the best. And then story you know, ever. and then I said, I said, look, try and find somebody else, <laughs> please. I but if you can't find somebody else, I will go to the prom with you. This is a Jerry so, Springer episode, and man. so that's what I did. I went to the prom with her, and I hugged her good night, and I went home. <laughs> Were you married Pat on the back? No, I was married at the time. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not dating or anything. So. Okay. Polyamorous, but uh, prom. Wow. But it was a nice, you know, that was a nice. It was a nice enough. I mean, I, you know, it was fine. That may Nobody be the broke best. Up with anybody. <laughs> that really is incredible. <laughs> so this is a coworker, is what you're saying. You went to the prom yeah, with the coworker. Yeah, it was a coworker <laughs> who's a minor. She was 18. Did, did you hit oh, that? Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I did not. Damn, that would have been awkward. That's that's enough of a gap that that's awkward. It was, yeah. Were you considered was, like a hero at the office for having done this for her? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure what other people thought. or a leering <laughs> jerk. Yeah. I think no. I think. Um, uh, I think people. I know. I think. I think it was okay. I think it was all right. I think it was okay too. I think you did. I a think good people. DJ. I think people were supportive of the effort. Um, and which of the many dresses on this website was she wearing? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. I know we want to close this down, but I just, I have to, now that this is taking this turn, I have, there's another link I got to share. Um, and on the link I'm sharing is about the woman who oh, had the oh affair boy. with the sixth grader. They got married. Oh yeah. Now they're in, in, uh, in my neck of the woods. Yep. Yep. So apparently it's in the water is what I'm saying. Kind of. Who 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 saw that coming? <laughs> Honestly, who I thought they were staying long together. Home. I mean, and having they, children together, yeah. they stayed together for so long. Like they clearly yeah. loved each other. So I thought they were. I I thought those two could make it. I I don't know if I was more <laughs> shook up by the Laterno breakup or uh, Ben Stiller and what's her name, Tracy Pollan. They broke up. That's not who he's married to. That's Michael J. Fox. Um, oh, oops, you're right. Sorry. Ben Stiller's wife is like Christy Turlington or something like that. No, I don't Christine know. Taylor. Nope. Christine Taylor, Christine Taylor, but and now soon to be ex-wife. More than oh, yeah. 17 years of marriage. That's just terrible. Uh, not good. Uh, Will they ever find love again? Mm-hmm. Ideally, well, we, gotta, we, haven't be, we haven't been here in the Maltz household. So, you know, how many years have you been married? 20, it'll be 21. Actually, Fantastic. here's one more serious question because that is incredible. Do, 
my parents used to make this is really weird actually my parents used to make it a point to like kiss in the presence of their children i think because they wanted to model like i don't know who knows why i like to think it was because they wanted to model like healthy right. affectionate relationship right um my wife and i like each other but i would say we are rarely um you know kissing level affectionate in front of our kids and sometimes i like hey let's kiss because the kids are watching that sounds much worse than i intended to but, you know sometimes i actively think about it if you know what i mean i'm just curious if that's what you guys think about or attend to in any way yes i think i think so i mean at least a little bit i mean and i i talked about i talked about something and and karen is catching up on episodes apparently oh so, she's God. getting close hi, oh, hi karen. Okay. yeah <sighs> yeah so um she was she was you know Mm-hmm. maybe slightly concerned about the things that i discussed in that episode but um you know about <laughs> a physical about a physical thing that i did <laughs> and then we had a discussion about consent um mm. yes oh and, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah so we uh we uh i, I mean i don't say that we i wouldn't say that we necessarily well so this, sometimes maybe we try but i think um we also just don't stop ourselves you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> fantastic no i make a point so now that i'm not like i'm i have like a more normal kind of work life thing right now Mm -hmm. i make it a point to kiss goodbye and kiss hello when i come in or try to anyway and um it's it's weird because i think it's it's the girls used to be like all ooh, they're kissing and uh, the oldest one of my girlfriend's daughters would like try to block us with her hand like that's her thing (laughs) that's her shtick that's what she does. Blocks. Goes in for the block. And I think the the <laughs> departure and arrival kisses are kind of changing that a little bit. So I'm going to chalk that up to a kind of victory. But I think once this prom dress thing hits the streets, I'm, uh, it's not going to be. <laughs> anyway, ladies, John is single and ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> and thus closes the previous episode ever of Turning the Star Ha, ha, ha.